Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern. Every week here on This One Thing, we focus on one verse and we pull out a truth. And sometimes it's two truths, but it's at least one truth per person. Right, Crystal? (laughs) And we also try to focus in on a choice, but sometimes we each have a choice. So one verse, one truth, one choice. And this week, Crystal agreed to come back and we are in our final week in the book of Galatians, this week, Galatians 6, verse 2. Crystal, thank you so much for coming back. It's wonderful to see you. Thank you. I'm going to quickly read our verse. I'm going to emphasize a couple of the words in the Greek, what they're saying, and pack them just real quickly. And then I'd like to toss this over to you, if you would give a really quick recap of our journey in Galatians the last couple weeks, and go ahead and pull a truth out for us to really meditate on in the coming week. So Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says, share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. So this word share means to carry, to bear, to tolerate, to help, support, or take up. So real quickly here, I want to help us all understand that when we're sharing in these burdens, it doesn't mean, Crystal, give me your burdens and I'm going to hold them for you, right? This is a picture of, let's say, Crystal, you have a burden and I'm going to help you take up or bear this burden so that you can give it to Jesus. That's the picture in the Greek. So share each other's burden. So burdens is a weight in your life. Anything that feels important to you, anything that feels difficult to you, that would be a burden. It could be emotional, it could be spiritual, it could be a physical burden, sickness, illness. A burden in your life is something that you need to give to Jesus. So what this verse is saying is share each other's burdens or help each other get those burdens to Jesus. And in this way, you fulfill or obey or make complete the law of Christ. So Crystal, there's a lot in this verse. Mm-hmm. Would you go ahead, again, do a quick recap for us, and then really zero in, what is the truth that you pull out of this verse? Yeah, we've been, I guess, journeying with Paul through really um, him addressing a concern that was happening in the church, and really the heart of what he's getting at in the book of Galatians is the sufficiency of the work of Christ, Mm -hmm. his death and his resurrection, and that being sufficient for us to experience salvation, to experience freedom, to experience hope. And so we've just been journeying, touching on different aspects of that. We've looked at how really a betrayal it is of Christ to add anything else to the message of our salvation. We've looked at, what does it look like to run a good race, living under the grace and freedom that we have in Christ? And I feel like this verse here really encapsulates, I guess, sort of the end result of all of this of living under salvation through Jesus, experiencing freedom, living, a you know, walking out our race well, what it looks like is it looks like this verse. Hmm. We are going to share one another's burdens and we're going to fulfill the law of Christ. Hmm. And when I was first looking at this verse, it's interesting because Paul uses what on the surface looks like really contradictory statements because this whole Mm -hmm. book he's been talking to them about, it's not about the law. It's not about the law. That couldn't Mm -hmm. save you. 
you know, it just brought awareness to our sin and, and how we stood condemned before God. And then we get to this verse and he uses that verbiage again of, no, you need to fulfill the law of Christ. And so on a surface reading, it's like, what are you talking about, Paul? You just told us not to do the law anymore. But right. <laughs> but the difference is, and I'm going to take us back um, just one chapter to Galatians 5, uh, verse 14, and it says this, the entire law is summed up in a single command, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. And so Paul really, what he's doing is, even though he's been addressing some of the Old Testament law that was creeping its way back in, what he's really emphasizing is the fact that our salvation and our hope never comes from the outside in. We don't mm. adopt behaviors in our life that then change who we are and make us right with God and make us good people. That doesn't work. What he's saying is when we have experienced this transforming work of Christ in our lives. It's a work that comes from the inside and it works its way out. And now we are free to live out the holiness, the love, the Christ-like characteristics that we're called to, but it's, we can't do it in the reverse way. And I think that's what he's saying through this book. If you think the law is going to do that work in your heart, you are sadly mistaken. Christ has to do that work in your heart. And when that happens, you are going to be transformed. You're going to be able to live out um, the law of Christ, which has already been summarized in, in chapter five. It's to love God and to love others. Right. And I think that's the truth that stood out to me is internal transformation through Jesus versus external, um, trying mm-hmm. to modify our lives and our behaviors enough where we feel like we're good people or that we're, we're right before God. Mm. Such an important distinction to make. Paul has been going up against the Mosaic law, the law that, for example, requires circumcision. So the Judaizers all through this book are coming hard against the early church saying, Jesus isn't enough. The cross is not enough. Grace is not enough. You've got to follow the Mosaic law. And they were really, really big on circumcision. So now I love it that you made this distinction. Paul is now referring to the law of Christ. The law of Christ, like you found in Galatians chapter 5, 14. Also, just to back that up, Jesus in John 15, 12 says, this is my commandment. In other words, here's a brand new commandment. Let's start all over. This is the law of Jesus now. He says, love each other as I have loved you. And so that is what Paul is referring to here as well. How? How do I fulfill the law of Christ? By putting people before myself, putting others before myself. So I love it that you focused on that distinction. For me, as I meditated on this verse, I was really focused on the share each other's burdens part. And I already quickly alluded to the fact that in the Greek, there's this strong cue that this is not a, I'm going to take your burden and hold it for you so you feel better. This is, I'm going to help you take your burden to Jesus. Because this picture of burdens is consistent all throughout the New Testament. So just for the sake of an example, Acts 15.10 says, now in Acts 15, just as a side note, the exact same conversation is happening. This whole picture of the Judaizers coming against the church saying, it's not enough. The cross is not enough. You've got to follow the law. If you look at Acts 15, they're having the same conversation. And for me, Acts 15 kind of centers on verse 10. 
And it says, so why are you now challenging God? Not me. Why are you challenging God by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke or the law, which is a yoke that neither we or our ancestors have ever been able to bear? So it's this picture of the law that is the burden, that is the weight. Now, that might not be the weight in my life today or the weight in your life today, but in the context of this passage being written, doesn't it make sense that the burden that Paul might have been writing the church at Galatians was that burden of the law that you don't have to carry that anymore. You can give that burden to Jesus because he's enough. And guess what? When you give your burden to Jesus, you then have the energy, the strength, and the compassion to help somebody else carry their burden to Jesus. Because in the most loving possible way, you can get over yourself, right? (laughs) I'm not burdened anymore. So now I can help you carry your burden to Jesus. Also, I want to quickly mention 1 John 5, verse 3. Because it says, loving God means keeping his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. So if I'm following the true law, the law of Christ, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself, there's no burden in that. And Crystal, I can apply this to my own life. For me, let's say you have a burden today. And I hope it's okay. You actually did, did have a burden. You did, did have, have a burden today. You texted me a burden you had today. And I had a choice in that moment to say, am I too burdened to pray for Crystal with her burden? No. If I'm giving my burdens to Jesus, I can help you take your burden to Jesus and in that way fulfill the law of Christ. Again, the law of Christ means I can put your need, Crystal, my friend's needs, my family's needs, my husband's needs. I can put other people's needs before myself, therefore fulfilling the law of Christ. How? What does this mean? We know the law is a burden. We know the law of Christ is not a burden. And all of this verbiage takes me back to Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. Easily my favorite passage of scripture easily the passage that I quote the most in the counseling office because Jesus is using this exact same language of yokes and burdens in Matthew 11 when he says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and I am gentle at heart and you will find rest for your soul for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden that I give you is light. So the truth that I pull out of this passage is I am to share in your burden. I am to share in my family's burdens, in my friend's burdens helping them to take whatever the weight is, whatever that rock is, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, whatever that disappointment, whatever that hopelessness, despair, sadness, heavy heartedness, whatever that rock is, that weight is, whatever feels difficult, whatever feels overwhelming, let's get that rock to Jesus. Because in that way, I am fulfilling the law of Christ because I am following Jesus's example to say, you know what, Crystal, what you need And what you're asking Jesus for today is more important to me than what I want or what I think I need. I am putting you first. That's what this verse is saying is put others before yourself. That summarizes the whole law in that way. I'm loving you more than I love myself. So let's be really clear. Sharing each other's burdens again doesn't mean we're codependent, right? It doesn't mean, oh, Crystal, 
lay all your problems on me. So I feel like you need me and I feel better about myself. It's I try no, not to do that. <laughs> you don't do that at all. We take our burdens to Jesus. Sharing each other's burdens means praying for each other, praying with each other, getting those burdens off of us and onto Jesus. And we're to help each other to do that. And in this way, we obey the law of Christ. So Crystal, this is a lot of scripture to back up this scripture of the week. But as we meditate specifically on this verse, Galatians 6.2, share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. What is the choice that you encourage our listeners to make on a more personal level? What's the choice you're going to make in light of meditating on this verse in the coming week? Well, what was really interesting to me, because in some ways, I mean, I like to think I'm an amazing person that's ready to share people's burdens at any moment. But the truth is, you know, we're not that way without the help of Christ. And so what's interesting to me about kind of the ending of this book is towards the end of chapter six, Paul actually identifies two motivations that were going on in the church at that time that was motivating them to want to bring the Mosaic law back in. And put that burden back on people. And the two things that he identifies is that they were full of pride. They wanted to impress others. They wanted to get this credit for, oh, look, we brought these people into, you know, our belief. And so it was pride. And the other thing that he calls them out for is they were doing it to avoid persecution. Mm. So when I thought about that, the false motivations for living out our lives, for serving serving one another is pride and to avoid suffering. And this verse basically counters those two points because what he's saying is the law of Christ is humility. It's to serve one another in love. We talked about that last week. It's faith expressing itself through love. It's Mm -hmm. the humility to be willing to serve. And then instead of avoiding suffering, we're called to enter into the suffering to the burdens of others. So I think that's really the choice that we have. Are we willing to be humble? Am I willing to be humble? (laughs) Am I willing to enter in to the suffering of others? And so I guess a choice, to turn that into a choice, just really practically, just the question of who are you willing to be Jesus to this week? Mm -hmm. Who are you willing to, for a moment, humble yourself and enter into their moment of suffering? Could be big or small. I've had times in my life where my suffering was pretty small, and I've had times where my suffering was so overwhelming to me that all I could do was to cry out to a few people that I trusted, and, and by God's grace, you know, they were willing to enter into my suffering, and it it was life-changing for me. And so I think that it's not every day we're called into those big crisis moments with people, but sometimes we are, and we won't enter into them if we're not willing. Um, if, if we're all about needing to avoid suffering ourselves, we will not be ready and willing to enter into the suffering of others. So that would be my, my encouragement to, to be willing to choose this week, to hu- be mm. humble and be willing to enter into suffering. I can't improve upon that choice at all. I think that is incredibly well said. I, for me personally, I see that connection so strongly. I see that it is humility that allows me to want to enter into each other's pain. I think that the one thing I would add to it, I I don't have another choice, but I think for my perspective on this passage, if I am giving my burdens to Jesus, I'm in a place where I can enter into your need, right? If I 
am not okay, I can't save somebody who's drowning, right? So to add on to what you've shared, yes, we need to be in humility. We need to be willing to maybe not persecution like the context of this passage and when it was written, but enter into that hardship, enter into the suffering of somebody else, which is uncomfortable. We have to be willing to be uncomfortable. And along with that, I think it's a really good litmus test for us. How are we doing in our relationship with Jesus? So to add to your choice, the choice to parallel it is I need to choose to on a regular basis, be giving my burdens to Jesus, the deception, the condemnation, the fear in my life, any unforgiveness in my life. I see them as rocks in a backpack that I need to empty at the feet of Jesus. Because if I am not free in my relationship with the Lord, then I can't walk with you. I can't help you as you're going towards Jesus to give him all of those burdens. So I need to choose to stay in a place where I am allowing Jesus to take my burdens to be able to help you as you're carrying your burdens to Jesus. So humility, being willing to get uncomfortable and being willing to stay grafted in, to abide in such a way that I am available mentally and emotionally and spiritually to help other people that are struggling. I mean, in our current culture, I can think of so many people in my life right now that are having a hard time, that are struggling. So many people are struggling with depression. So many people are having difficulty with their children because of lockdown having gone on so long. And their you know, family dynamics have really, really been threatened for so many families that are struggling emotionally and physically, having physical needs that are going unmet and spiritually just needing more Jesus. So we have a tremendous opportunity right now to be salt and light and to carry burdens for people. And again, that means let's take this to Jesus together. So let's be looking for opportunities in the coming weeks when people are burdened, when people are carrying weight, when something is weighing them down, say, hey, can I pray with you? Can we take that to Jesus together? And I think that is so refreshing, isn't it, Crystal? That reminder that just because someone we love is struggling doesn't mean we have to fix them. Mm -mm. Doesn't mean we have to have all the answers. We don't have to know all the right things to say or do. We can just stop. Be humble enough to stop our busy, important lives and to say, hey, can I pray with you? Can I pray for you? Can we give that to Jesus together? I think that is ultimately boiling it down. That is the challenge that we have this week, the choice. Let's be humble enough and available enough to enter in and to be willing to pray and say, let's take that burden. I'm going to share in that with you. And together, we're going to obey the law of Christ by understanding it's all about loving him and loving each other. So Crystal, thank you so much for being here these past few weeks. I am absolutely confident I'll be asking you back in just a few more weeks, but let's go ahead and pray. And listeners, I'm very excited to jump into the book of Philippians with Melina Puente starting next week. So if you want to get a jump start, go ahead and start reading Philippians. Next week, we're going to be in chapter one, verse six. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time not just tonight, but the past few weeks in the book of Galatians. I thank you for the way that you have spoken to us, revealed yourself to us, revealed over and over again that your cross is enough, your grace is enough. It's a completed work. 
in our lives and it's all that not only we need but the people that are carrying burdens around us need. I pray like Crystal admonished us tonight, we would be humble enough and willing to enter into uncomfortable situations that we would help those around us bring their burdens to you and in this way fulfill your law, Jesus, which is to love your father and to love each other, to show up, to be present, to not think that we're too important, that we're too busy, to see somebody struggling around us and to help them take that burden to you. Jesus, I thank you that you are available to us, that we can bring you our burdens and you promise us your rest and your peace. I pray that we would follow your challenge in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30 this week, that we would learn of you because you are humble and you are gentle and is in your presence that we will find rest for our souls. Thank you for your rest. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for being our safe place from a world in chaos. And it is in your strong and powerful name I pray, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.